Hello and welcome to Tools to Create a Better Life with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for being here. I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. How does it get any more magical than this? So yes, if you're watching this, you will notice I now have glasses that match my favorite lipstick. How's it get any better than that? And I painted that. Yep, I did it. I did it. How does it get any better than that? And very, very soon, you will have a link to be able to go and purchase uh, it on a canvas if you would like your own copy. Oh my gosh, like technology these days. I am so incredibly grateful. Anyway, let's talk about the show, which is, <sighs> are you trusting you to always do what you've always done? Yeah. This is something we talk about a lot in probably every class in Access Consciousness, specifically in foundation. So hashtag get your butt to foundation. And basically what it is, is that trust is so different than what we've been taught here in this reality. Uh, at least what most people are taught is that we are to trust outside of ourselves. So we trust our family, we trust our spouse, we trust our church, we trust our government, we trust outside of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we say in Access Consciousness, everything is the opposite of what it appears to be. Because uh, really what you want to look at is trusting you. Trust you. Trust you. Trust you to do what you've always done. This involves what we might judge as the good, the bad, and the ugly. I am in the process of facilitating a class, a three-part class that I called Aware as Fuck. <laughs> and really, it's part of it is if you're willing to trust you and trust that you've done that you've always what you've always done, then then trust, then trusting you becomes this huge piece of the puzzle in a sense where if you're willing to trust you, you can create anything. You can actualize anything because the trusting of you is the trusting to know what to do, the trusting to take the action that feels yummy or expansive or all the different ways we read awareness. We had a whole section in the Aware as Fuck uh, course on all the different ways it shows up. So we'll have a link somewhere for you to, to go check it out. You are welcome to go and purchase it and, and access it now. It's an amazing class. Now, I've only done two of the three classes, but so far it's amazing. So I'm pretty sure the third one will match that. But anyway... Um, and so with that, like, are you, are you trusting that you've always done what you'll always do? Which means if you don't trust you, what if you just acknowledge that and start trusting that you don't trust you? <laughs> Which I know sounds totally backwards of what I was just telling you to do. However, you see, this is the magic because once you acknowledge it, once you trust that the good, the bad and the ugly, then that's the space in which you can change it if it's something you'd like to change. So this morning, as hubby was getting our supper together and putting it into the slow cooker for tonight, I was needing to be right. I know, all of you are shocked. I know, yep. Uh, and so I was saying some things, and he was saying some things, because he too has to be right. And so together... 
sometimes that's not very fun. And I recognized it. And maybe it was because of the, the, the class I was then going to facilitate, but I became aware that I have to be right with him. I have to be right with him. I can trust that I always have to be right with hubby. The moment that I acknowledge that, now this is not new information. This is not like it started yesterday. No, we just celebrated our 23rd wedding anniversary and we were together, I don't know, four or five years before that. So like more of my life I've been with him than not. And it's the first time I truly acknowledged to me, I didn't announce it to him. <laughs> he knows it, but I still wasn't going to announce it. But for me, I acknowledge I need to be right with him. <sighs> Guess what? The moment I acknowledged it, I could change it, which I did. Then I stopped needing to be right with him. I didn't, I didn't continue on with what I was saying. I just stopped. I'm like, you know what, honey, you're right. Because he is. He knows, what, he knows what he's doing. He makes supper 100% of the time. I make supper 0% of the time. He knows what he's doing. He does not need me to tell him what to do. So he is right. So I just said, honey, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I did. I apologized. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know what? Ignore me. <laughs> but it was from that willingness to acknowledge that I need to be right with him. <sighs> now, a question that came up in the class was, what if that's like, like, what's the difference between acknowledging that and concluding that I always have to be right with hubby? So there's an energetic difference. It's not really a wording difference, but an energetic difference. So if I have the conclusion that I always have to be right with hubby, there's no space for possibilities. There's no space for other choice in that. But if it's from the acknowledgement of what I'm choosing and what is, then it's a different energy because it's acknowledging it, but it's not solidifying it. So when you're, when you're trusting that you've done what you'll always do, <laughs> don't conclude that you'll always do what you've always done. Like really allow yourself to have the space with it because from that acknowledgement, that's where you can, you can actually be aware of if it actually even works for you. If it even works for you to be like that anymore or to continue to choose that. In some cases, it will. In some cases, it won't, like me this morning with hubby. And you know what? I'm going to trust that I'm going to need to be right with him again. I am not going to pretend. I am not going to do the fantasy land of, oh, no, I cleared it that one time, so I shall never need to be right again. Mm. <laughs> no, no. And the more I'm willing to acknowledge it, the less I'm willing to make it wrong, the more I'm willing to have fun with it, guess what? The more that it will change, the more I will be aware of the possibilities with changing it. Yeah. Now, last week, as many of you know, uh, my sweet friend Crystal Crawford, and not, sometimes not sweet, Hey, we, we, we've been talking about this. You know, sometimes we're sweet, sometimes we're not. But I, I usually refer to people as sweet. But sweet, sometimes not sweet friend Crystal uh, and I, we facilitated some classes together. And I had this 
huge epiphany during our money magic class, which is still available for sale. So you can find the link somewhere for that too. Um, And oh my gosh, guys. So we were talking about money and we were really kind of looking at the desire for more kind of not from like it's wrong to desire more because it's not, please always desire and ask for more and more and more, but really from like, what what is it that I'm really asking for? So when I'm talking about actualizing over a million dollars a year, what's, what's the energy with that? What am I asking for? And kind of looking at it and piecing it apart and getting more and more awareness with it. Well, holy doodle bops, my friends. It was so cool because what I realized was A lot of that energy for me was not actually true desire, like, oh, it'd be just so fun and cool and how much, no. It was really from the energy of like, I need to have it because if I don't, I won't be able to pay my bills. And if I can't pay my bills, then oh my God, oh my God, like that energy, not a fun energy, FYI. (laughs) So once we were like looking at that and acknowledging that, I went, oh my God, like, oh my God, I have never not paid my bills. I have never missed a mortgage payment. I have never been late with a power bill. I have never not paid my bills. And yet, even though I have lots of money in lots of different ways and shapes and forms, every month I still play the distraction game of, what if I can't pay my bills? But for as long as I've been paying bills, which is, I was 17 when I moved out, I'm 48, that's 31 years. 31 years, my friends. I've never not paid my bills. And I never once acknowledged that. Holy hell, I cannot even put into words what that changed for me. Now, Before I continue with that, what I want to say is if you have missed mortgage payments or rent payments or been late with bills, it's not about that, okay? Acknowledge that. See, here, we're just going to trust that we do what we've always done. So if you have been late with bills, if you have not paid bills, if you've been uh, bankrupt, whatever, all you need to do is acknowledge it. So it's not like I'm saying you should acknowledge, like... It's not right or wrong. We're not we're acknowledging the good, the bad, and the ugly. And for me, this was huge because what I recognized was the level of distraction I was choosing every time I went into the, can I do it this month? Can I do it this month? Can I do it this month? Even though I have months and months and months of, of money that if I didn't work for months and months, I could utilize, I was still using the distraction that, what if I don't, what if I can't? What if I, without acknowledging what was true, I've never not, I've never not. So how's it get any better? Now, if you're one of them who, who has, you could trust that you will not make your payments. But also, are you dead? <laughs> like, Look at what you have created. So again, we're not looking for like the right thing. Like you've never missed a payment. So that's right. It's not that it's acknowledging what is. So if you have missed payments, okay, acknowledge and trust that you'll miss payments, but also look at what you've created even by missing payments. 
So it just creates this space of trusting that you'll always do what you've always done, which gives you a different space. So for me, acknowledging that I've never missed a payment. I have yet, now that's been... It's been a week probably since I had that epiphany um, and I've not played with the crazy of money since. This is huge, guys. Now, I didn't spend all day in the crazy of money. I've changed so much of it over the years. There's been, it's been incredibly magical what I've been able to change and I'm so incredibly grateful and I was still choosing it. And now I'm not. How's it get any better than that? Now, If I chose to, again, to play in the crazy of it, that's cool. But the first thing I'm going to remind myself is that I'm going to trust that I'll do what I've always done, which is pay the bill on time. I'm just going to trust that. Okay, done. Now what? Now what can I go create? Now how much fun can I have? Now how much money can I actualize from that spaciousness rather than the, there's not enough. Yeah, yeah. So if you look at your life in every area of your life and start trusting that you'll do what you've always done. And trust, trusting of you is the greatest choice for you you can ever have, you can ever give yourself. Trusting you is the greatest gift you will ever give yourself. From that trust of you, you will create anything. Anything, my sweet friends. And you have to just choose. You have to just choose. You have to choose to trust you. Because if you're not, you're choosing not to trust you. Which one's going to create the future you desire? Not trusting you or trusting you. And have fun with it. If you've never trusted you, trust you'll never trust you. Like seriously, trust you will never trust you. How's it get any better than that? I mean, seriously, how much fun is that? Like it gets out of the significance or the wrongness of, I don't trust me, I'm wrong. No, I'm not going to trust that I never trust me. And then from that space, you can choose different if you would like, if you would like. Yeah, yeah. And I know for a lot of people, it often comes up when we talk about trust in in foundation classes and other classes is that, you know, trusting other people is the right way. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, And really look at that. Look at the times where you have put your trust in other people and then they chose something that didn't uh, match what your judgment of was you were trusting them for. That's why a lot of times we're so surprised when we find out that the preacher is a child molester or the school teacher is a child abuser or whatever. Like those are because we put our trust in that. Uh, A preacher would never hurt children. A school teacher would never hurt children. Like A government would never go against its people. Like we have all of these bizarre points of views that what I see as like blinders. And what happens then when we put our trust in that person, in that situation, in that organization, we put our blinders on and then we don't have any awareness. And then we're shocked when we find out. 
that they did something that wouldn't match our trust level. So it's about you trusting you, you going, okay, I trust me enough to know if that person is lying or not. And that's what it comes down to. You also have to be willing to be honest with you if you don't trust you with regards to that person. Like if you got a new lover and you know that you can trust that you always lose yourself in a new lover, like, you know, like that obsessive teenage girl thing where you're just like, they're my everything. Oh my gosh. You know, if you, if you, if that's you, (laughs) trust, you'll always be that way and trust that you can't trust you with regards to them because this is what's happening because you're going, oh, they're the best thing ever. Oh my gosh, they're my, they're my soulmate. They're my everything. They're, they're the ones that make me happy. You know, all the things. <laughs> I'm just, I'm making it really extreme, but I've done it. I've done it. I mean, it's obviously many, many years ago. I probably did it with hubby for a while. Um, and it, so I've been there. I get it. And trust that you'll do it and trust that you can't trust you with regards to that person. And it's just a a level of honesty and vulnerability with you so that you don't have to play any sort of game with yourself or put your power onto them. Like, no, they say they love me and they would never hurt me if they love me. People who love you never hurt you. Um, (laughs) that's a fantasy world, my friends. Yeah. So what if you were willing to trust you? How much more magic could you create if you were willing to trust you? Look at all the times in your life where you didn't trust you or you knew to trust you, but you didn't follow it. Yeah. And it's not about judging yourself for those times. It's really about looking at those times going, okay, wow, I realize now that I, I shut off my, my awareness because because I decided that person was the best person on the planet or I decided they were perfect or I decided they would never hurt me or whatever. Like start looking at it from that angle so that you can start looking at where you put on the blinders. Like if you decide, um, one of my big ones was best friends. Best friends don't hurt each other. Best friends are always honest with each other. Best friends are blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which then when my best friend ended the relationship, it was like this huge kaboom and all the crazy and adding stories and all like, no, no. If I'd have been willing to trust me with regards to her, I would have really truly acknowledged that, that the friendship was over when it was over rather than the game of, oh no, it's because of this. And then blah, 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 all the crazy. And And I know a lot of times people will go like, but then that feels so disconnected. It feels like I'm not trusting people and I'm I'm walking around distrusting and, and waiting for everybody to upset me or to hurt me or whatever. That's not this at all. In fact, I have found that I have a whole different level of engagement or communion or connection, whatever you want to call it with people, because I put my trust in me. Because when I put it in them, then I was always looking to them to mess it up or not mess it up or to do it right or follow through with my expectations or whatever all of that was. Rather than if I have it of me, nothing that's going on, nothing that they're choosing is relevant. So it's a totally different level than what, I mean, I've ever chose to experience in, in, in the past. And trusting that you've always done what you'll always do the good, the bad, and the ugly. And this, like, 
I, for me, this was huge because I thought you were supposed to hide things that were bad and ugly about you, and you were supposed to pretend there was only good about you. Uh, and so even when Crystal and I started talking about co-facilitating, I said to her, you know, I, I, I really, I really got to look at this for me because I know in the past what I've chose. If I, and there's been very few times that I've co-facilitated with people that, that I, yeah, that, very few people that I will co-facilitate with. Um, one, at this point, because of what I chose in the past, I have to be willing to be honest with me about them. So those are people I will co-facilitate with if I'm willing to be honest with me about them. And if I'm willing to be honest with them about me from the place of, hey, you know what? In the past, there's two ways that I do this. I will either pretend, you know, like I'm passive and kind of pathetic and I'll sit back and and do nothing and then play the victim. That's one way I've done co-facilitating. And then the other way is that I'll bulldoze and I'll just take over and I will push you out of the way. So here's how I do it. (laughs) So, but again, from the acknowledgement of what I've chosen in the past, not from this is the only way I do it because it's not. I've actually had phenomenal co-facilitations. My sweet friend, Alan Jones, him and I co-facilitate like a dream. And Crystal and I co-facilitated like a dream too. Weren't sure. Choice creates awareness. Gonna try it out. Let's see what happens. And it was, it was amazing. I'm so, so grateful that I, that I followed and that I trusted me. I trusted my awareness. I followed it and I chose it because The change that her and I co-created with each other and for each other and with the participants in our classes, beyond words, my sweet friends. And, and And I mean that, like honestly, so much change for all of us. And what else is possible now? Uh, and, and, and I could have not chose that. So I trusted that I would do what I was always done, which is be a victim or be a bulldozer. Those are the two. But I also allowed myself the space to choose differently. And I did let her know, here's what I've chosen in the past. And then she shared how she's chosen in the past. And then we kept choosing and kept choosing and kept choosing. And it just so amazing. So it's not that I had to conclude that I'd always be that way and I couldn't change it, but I wasn't going to pretend that I also was never that way because there was a time I would have pretended, no, I know how to co-facilitate. I'm perfect at it. No, it's, it's awesome. I can play with anybody. It's not true. (laughs) It's not true. I do know for myself, I do have to have that trust in them, like of me, like trusting me with them. That's what I mean. I'm not trusting them. I'm trusting my awareness with them. And that just creates so much ease. I'm sure there's other people I co-facilitate with well too. I mentioned Alan and Crystal, but I'm sure there's other people um, too. And then there's been times, believe me, that have not been ease. And, And so it's like just that level of honesty with you. It's not even that I had to tell Crystal or Alan that. And it just, that just is what created more for me to have that level of vulnerability with me and say, hey, here's how I've done it, which then she was then able to share her ways. And then we were able to look at, okay, well, what would we like it to be like? What would be fun for us? And knowing we could choose that, knowing we could choose what we've always chose, and we were able to choose something totally different, totally beyond what I never even imagined possible. And so it is that. Are you trusting that you've always done what you'll always do? Always do what you've always done. (laughs) You know that. Are you trusting that? 
Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets us out of the, the right and the wrong and the polarity of the good and the bad and all those things that are just, it takes judgment. Good, bad, right, wrong takes judgment. That's polarity. To decide that a good facilitator doesn't bulldoze, that's judgment. If it's required, I'll do it. Absolutely. If it's required for me to sit back and, and, and not add to it, I'll do it. It's from a totally different energy than, than the, well, I have to be a good facilitator, so I, I better not bulldoze and I better make sure, and oh gosh, so much judgment, so much judgment. Yeah. So there's some home play for you. Start paying attention to what you've always done and trust that you'll always do it, which then will give you the space, if you would like, to actually change it. I mean, imagine what that might be like if you could start changing those things that you judge yourself for. <sighs> hmm. What a concept. Hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for watching or listening in, however you are receiving this. I am so incredibly grateful for you all. Make sure to check out my upcoming classes. And if you enjoy this, I would love for you to share it. Um, if you're listening on a podcast app, I would love for you to give me a review. I would be so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I look forward to chatting again soon.